All right, folks, back, back here on the pod. We haven't done a solo pod. I mean, is this a solo pod, Jojo? Yeah, it, it is. Yeah, I'm like a like one of those parasites on the on the shark. You know, the one that eats the shark. <laughs> Do they actually get the shark down? Do they take him? Am I going to go down? No, that's Am bad. I the shark? It's bad for the parasite if the shark dies. The parasite oh. wants to hang around. Right. Wants the shark to keep eating other things. The parasite is like, this is a good thing. Look, I don't want to extend the metaphor. I'm I'm already <laughs> regretting the metaphor. <laughs> Welcome to the to the to the show. To the Eric Andrews Lang show, folks. We got a we got any are there any ad reads, Jojo? Yeah. They, you already heard them. We do those. Oh, you you guys already heard them? Well, I think we're in maybe a mid roll this week, so stay tuned. We're gonna do a mid roll ad, folks, right when I hit you with the cliffhanger. Well, if you saw the title of this episode, what are we calling this episode? You know, what's actually going on in Saudi? No, it's going to be like, what's going on with Phil? Phil. My Phil. thoughts on Phil. My Let's thoughts call it my thoughts on, on Phil. Phil. So you clicked on this pod because you saw it said my thoughts on pill or it got delivered pill. It is a bitter pill. It is a bitter pill, Phil. I'm divided on the Phil Mickelson thing. Um, I'm going to start off with, uh, before we get into the... Saudi Golf League or LIV, whatever, 40, 46 Golf. Is that what it is? I kept looking. It might be Live. Live. Live Golf. That's a fucking stupid name. Um, Sorry. Sorry, kids. It's stupid. Though. Um, So basically, um, I have an experience. You weren't on the team yet, Jojo. No. When I, when I was about to enter the Saudi Arabian border. Um, No one really knows about this. So, so interesting, interesting story, right? So let's back up. About more than a year ago, um, I think I'll say at the top of this, though, we're, we're going to discuss Phil Mickelson. We're going to discuss the Saudi Golf League. I also want to discuss kind of uh, what's going on with cancel culture, because I'm kind of getting a, a, a note of that, obviously, with KPMG leaving Phil Mickelson's uh, forehead, which is just like, it, I don't know. I don't know what my thoughts are on that. And this is just real, like, for, like kind of probably ranty. But um, basically... A little more than a year ago, um, there was the Tournament of Champions at Kapalua. And um, Justin Thomas um, got on the hot mic inadvertently and, uh, you know, said a word that uh, doesn't really, didn't really land well on a lot of people's earballs. Earballs? What's yeah. an earball? Yeah, it's the little ball in ear your ball. ear. I have a ball in my ear. A lot of ear infections as a kid. Anyway, moving on, I I, tr- I attribute that to a large brain, which caused my ear canals some stress. And large brain is apparently it's undecided whether that is indicative of a high level of intelligence. Did you just move on in Obviously. the backwards direction? <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, we're going back in time. So it was 1910. I wasn't going to be born for another 71 years. And um, um, God, what, what was like my grandfather great-grandfather doing in 1910 like what was that guy doing then you know was he just like plowing was he in new jersey uh 1910 north dakota well i guess it depends on what side i mean you know we got a lot of people kind of forming into one you ever thought about that all your ancestors are just you yeah they're just tributaries of your river you ever think about all your descendants i don't have any yet (laughs) (laughs) i guess neither do i i have some embryos yeah you're saving those me me and my ex-wife have a couple embryos yeah did I tell you about the time that she was like, can I use this? No. Can I give one to my friend? No. I said no. Right answer. But I thought about, I thought about maybe opening up that conversation. I was thinking, you know, like, uh, I was just thinking it could be fun for like the community, you know, like, like a giveaway. <laughs> like, you know, we gave away the stealth driver. Like maybe like, maybe the March giveaway is like, uh, you know, the embryo. Yeah. I mean, you know. I think the return, if you got to, if you got to imagine the ROI on that. Yeah, dude. I mean, it could also be, it could be, it's a risk too. It could be a fucking complete failure. I mean, okay, moving on, moving on, moving on. Phil Mickelson, Saudi golf league. Focus, focus, focus. All right. So here's the deal. When, when Justin Thomas, um, had the hot mic situation, I, I, I took to the pod. I took to the pod for some, um, I guess it was like processing for me. Um, it wasn't actually so much that what he said, you know, I didn't get on the pod to support or, um, or to like vilify him because I mean, look, we're all humans. We've all said things that, um, you know, could 
and would hurt other people's feelings, um, especially when we think we're alone. So I'm not justifying him. It, it wasn't even that that was the problem so much. It was the reaction to that. And, and it was, it really was for me when social media started to die, when I was just like reading these comment sections, I was like, yo, everyone is in here with like a lot of, a lot of aggression. Right. And it seemed almost like the comment section was the real indicator of like the sad state of where we're at as a community of people, because I mean, you know, no matter how large you get, we're still a community. And I felt like, um, I just needed to get some stuff off my chest. So I made a pod. I think it was called what I hate about golf. Yeah, why I hate golf. Why I hate golf. Yeah. yeah. You should go listen to it now if you can. I mean, you probably already have, but if you haven't heard it, you know, go search it. Yeah. It's my first podcast I ever heard you ever did. Is it really? Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. What, uh, how did it come into your life? I was, uh, I, re- I remember I watched, so I, I was following golf at that time and I kept looking around for takes like we all do on the internet now. Right. We go look for an opinion, either one to disagree with or to agree with. And yours came up in like some recommended article or something. And it was funny because they were like, well, what does the Anders Lang think? It was like a blog post. Oh, interesting. It was linked. And I was, I don't know what that means. I never saw that. Yeah. And listen. I guess that was, those were my thoughts, pure and clear and and really in the moment too. Like, because for me, and and I haven't really listened to that pod in a while, um, it, it was just an indicator of like, and and for me, a lot of it also was kind of residue from George Floyd's murder, right? When um, golf just couldn't stand up and like say a fucking thing about it. Um, since then, the court has said some things about it. Um, and if that's justice, right? If that's if that's the definition of right and wrong, I mean, fuck, I mean, that's a hard question to answer. But uh, it's pretty clear that the guy was murdered, and uh, you know, the uh, the ensuing lessons that we've all had to learn it's 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 too big for me on a microphone to even comprehend really um but i know that the thing that i'm interested in the most is you know authentically connecting and not needing to know everything while you do it i mean honestly joe rogan could come into this conversation like i've never listened to joe rogan's podcast i'm not i don't i don't i don't know but i also like i just get the feeling like he's not an asshole I get the feeling like it doesn't hate people. Um, and it's just weird how we're in a world now where it's like, if someone hates you, then you are potentially vulnerable, right? To being like a victim of basically misinformation is what I would say. Um, so anyway, all of this going back, um, we, we I do the, the pod, Why I Hate Golf, express my feelings about it. And, uh, if I remember correctly at the time I was, I thought that, uh, Polo had done a good job of standing up for their values and their beliefs and essentially canceling Justin Thomas, but not even so much canceling more like, just like, Hey, we're, we're a brand and we have a, a, an, an opinion on this and a position and like, we're not really okay with that. And that I thought was okay. Is that cancel culture? That's not what this podcast is about as much even though Phil Mickelson did lose a sponsor throughout this whole process. He just actually, he lost his second major one yesterday. Uh, who? Amstel. Okay. Yeah. So he's dropped the, dropped the two majors. Yeah. And I mean, I guess, I guess I, where I go with it is like, what did he say that was that bad? You know, we'll, we'll double back on that because I think as I guess what he said, it's not even so much what he said. It's more of what he didn't say in the sense that he's like talking about, uh, how terrible it is over there. But then he's also like, but I'll, I'll go. Right. I mean, that, that seems to me to be the thing that I, I don't, most of the things he said, I don't really have a problem with, except when he's like, yeah, you know, but, but also like, you know, it's an opportunity. Yeah. It was a, it was a bad quote. It was a bad quote. We'll come back to that. We'll come back to that. And I mean, again, you know, it's, I think one of the things that is kind of happening here is we put everybody on a pedestal. Once, once, yeah. once they get a blue tick, you got a pedestal mm-hmm. and all of a sudden you're, you're verified for what? Like you're not verified to do anything. You know, I was going through your DMS earlier today. Cause we're, we're trying, we're, by the way, we're doing something big the day this spot is coming out. Something big is happening. Oh yeah. Yeah. Um, and we need some help. So we're going through Eric's DMS and Instagram with just one button. It lets you sort it blue checks first. 
Yeah. And I don't know. I wasn't really thinking about it. But if you think about the the user experience, the U, the UX, that's an insane way to train a person's way of just going about everyday life, right? Like just separate to blue checks, verified yeah. meaning that one thing. Yeah. I think you can only do that if you have a blue check though. Oh, I... <laughs> <laughs> they don't give that to the parasite in the back of the shark. Yeah, you should. I don't. I think that's a that's a creator tool. Yeah, should we not have shared that? Oh, I don't care. <laughs> Look, I'm not even supposed to fucking be here. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I was taking photos on the golf course. I met a guy, I made a video, and now all of a sudden, like, we have an office, and uh, apparently, I'm the CEO. Which, which does imply some level of verification. And, and what's really interesting when we look at, you know, we have company values here. Do you know what they are, Joe? Oh, no, come on, hit me. You got yeah, of course. You yeah. I mean, the mission is we want to change the way golf is seen and played. The content we want to make is to educate, entertain, and inspire. Boom. What are our five values, though? He doesn't have it. <laughs> no, I, got, I mean, I got, got the five it. values. I know you got I mean, it's, it's creativity. Obviously, I'm going to say that first. Yeah. Curiosity. Communication. Then you got a little bit of ownership. And some radical optimism. Yeah. And and we, I was actually reading The Four Agreements the other day. If you haven't read The Four Agreements, it's like one of my top books. And have you read it, Jojo? Yeah, we talked about it yeah. a, a, a long time ago, right when I was first coming on. Yeah. Um, and, and all of those values really fit into The Four Agreements really well because when you don't take anything personally, you are using curiosity. When you always do your best, you're using ownership. When you don't make assumptions, you are using... I mean, communication Creativity. communication yeah, yeah exactly yeah. when you don't make assumptions yeah and then when you um i always forget the fourth one it's the uh it's the integrity with your word one yeah uh, be impeccable with yeah. your word yeah and that's uh communication yeah, yeah. so th so it's really interesting to, to hear like the spiritual laws of the four agreements fit into the five values that we have as a company and i didn't come up with those on a couch like we we made those together um based on what we all believe and and those things it, it wouldn't be surprising to imagine that those things are echoed in all of the content we make. So when we look at situations like this, which I guess are, you know, the film news bummed me out. Right. Like, and it was mostly just because like, you know, most of the golf accounts on my phone are muted. I'm not really inspired by golf news the way I was. I'm, I'm much more inspired by like storytelling and beauty and like, you know, um, you know, kind of kind of like learnings that go beyond just like a tea and a green. Um, and um, the film news really bummed me out because it just was like, here we go again. Just like, just like a bunch of people just like not really like, it's like condemn, attack, rephrase, and, and just like so much shit where it's just like, Oh God, can't we just be a little more casual with it all? I mean, he's not like the place is fucking crazy, Saudi Arabia. So anyway, we're in Dubai right after the Why I Hate Golf pod. And basically what happened was, is we were filming at the Omega Dubai Desert Classic. That's where we did the video with Graham McDowell and we were having a great time. We did a podcast with Terrell Hatton. We did a podcast with Graham, with um, Lee Westwood um, played golf with some pilots, had a great time, right? Like really enjoyed it. And, um, uh, they had invited us out. They paid for our airfare and they got us a hotel and that was it. Um, sometimes in these situations, they'll give you some cash, but the truth is we value our content so much that if it's an opportunity that we think would be fun and like interesting on camera, we usually just go do it. And, um, you know, Bob's your uncle. Now, when we had agreed to go to Dubai, shortly after that, they reached out and said, also, <laughs> there's a tournament the week after if you want to go, and they actually have some money. So I think they were going to pay us like $10,000 to go to Saudi Arabia and also cover the flights to Jeddah or whatever. And I was like, okay, um, yeah. And like to be honest with you, I didn't really have my thinking cap on. And I was just like, yeah, cool. Like, that's great. We'll already be over there. I've always wanted to go to Saudi Arabia. Like... And, and this is where you look at the verification, the, the, the blue check mark, all of a sudden you don't make decisions for yourself anymore, you know? And in my case, I make decisions for a company, a brand. I make decisions for a bunch of people that, you know, have, have been identifying themselves as members of random golf club. 
So the blue check mark, all of a sudden, it, it's almost like a shadow. Because here I was just as a curious traveler of the world who, you know, hey, like, did I want to go to North Korea to play golf to the DMZ? Yeah, that was on my early list. Episode season one of Adventures in Golf, I was going to go to the DMZ. And you know what happened right before I booked it? So I found a company in England that would authorize a, um, a like journalist trip to North Korea. You couldn't do it with an American company. So I found this English company. It wasn't cheap, but like I thought it would be really interesting. And I was like literally about to send them money. And then I was going to meet them in Seoul like a month later. And then we were all going to go up and they said I could play the golf course. And um, do you remember the the guy um, got abducted? In That's North right. Korea. Yeah. He, he pulled down mm -hmm. a, a, a billboard or like or like a poster. He stole a poster and then he got abducted or like detained. And when that happened, I was like, oh, maybe I'll just wait on North Korea because I'm definitely the guy that pulls a poster down. I'm trying to sneak in drones, everything, you know. And years later, he ended up being returned to the United States and then died like the day he got back. So clearly poisoned. Um. But, you know, me, Eric, just curious guy, like probably not too different from Joe Rogan. I'm like, yeah, you know, like I'll go anywhere once. Right. And so it didn't really register that I was going to Saudi Arabia as a representative of this community that we've created. And by so doing, I would end up potentially creating a situation where you listening are kind of like, maybe you can't trust me or something. Maybe, maybe I'm not actually doing journalism, especially if the people that are bringing me there are paying me, which by the way is the model of every influencer on earth. I never, I don't really consider myself an influencer, but I know you might, and it wouldn't be too far from the truth, but ultimately, you know, <laughs> yeah, I mean, we could do a whole other pot on yeah, influencer that's strategy. Not, I'm, I mean, oof. Just to touch on that for a second, it's so interesting because this whole thing started, you know, it, it, the influencer, I think, was born out of a platform and like um, and like honestly hard work because because what I really loved about Instagram was that it was a it was a gallery for photographs. And as a photographer, that was something that really like it just clicked for me. Like I got it as soon as I as soon as I like signed up, you know, I was like, this is awesome. Like I got it right away. But then when it turned into basically like a sales tool for individuals to sell you things that they probably didn't believe in, well, I mean, that's what happened in Saudi Arabia, right? So what, what happened in Saudi Arabia was really interesting because we never went to Saudi Arabia <laughs> because I realized in an interesting way. So, so what happened was is Justin Thomas says this word. I do a podcast basically saying like, I'm not a fan, like, don't like, let's not do that. And let's be responsible about it. And let's make an opportunity to like learn and get better, which he did. I have no issue with Justin Thomas. In fact, I feel like I've said many things that I'd be like, fuck, if the camera was on, I'd look like an asshole, you know? Um, and like, that's just fair, right? We're all doing this for the first time. So let's not expect anyone to be perfect. When I got to Dubai, first of all, I lost a thousand followers from the Justin Thomas thing. I did like a Instagram story slide and um, that was interesting, right? I was like, oh geez, like I offended some people. I hurt some people. And then we kind of regrouped and thought about it. And I was like, well, you know, like I got to at least say what's on my mind, you know, like how do you, you don't want to make people unhappy. And of course I did, right? Um, but, you know, and, and I'm not trying to hold like a fucking court case over here like this is just fucking random golf club the whole goal is truly the the best rendition of what random golf club is, is when i was told that um you know a, a prosecutor and a district attorney were out playing golf together and they hated each other this is a dm i got i've told you the story yeah of course great story though they they're out playing and and, it, and I, I don't really know the difference between a prosecutor and a district attorney but basically the prosecutor is trying to put people in jail and the district attorney is trying to keep them out of jail is that true yeah. And so these guys hate each other because in this little small town, wherever they're from, they're like not friends. And um, this guy DM me and he was like, dude, I got to tell you this crazy story. I, um, I, uh, I, I got paired up with the prosecutor last week and I fucking hate this guy. And on the third hole, uh, we realized that we both listened to your podcast and we had something in common. So as if to say golf wasn't enough. Right. They were able to connect around, I guess, some of what we talk about here on the podcast, which is ultimately, again, it's not about the tee to the green. It's about like kind of the why we play and what we think about when we're walking from to the ball. Right. 
And what's really funny about that is I, you probably have heard this story once before on the pod because 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 I didn't actually read that story until after George Floyd was murdered. And there was a new DM that said, how about not making it fucking political asshole? And I was like, oh. And then I wrote back and I was like, hey, man, like, first of all, okay. Second of all, thanks for your other message. That's awesome. And, you know, there's just a lot of tension in the world. So anyway, about to go to Saudi Arabia and we're in Dubai. And I'm like getting these messages from people about the Justin Thomas event. And they're like, how can you go to Dubai if... Uh, they murder gay people. And I was like, huh. Didn't even think of that. This is my second trip here. You know, I, from on the face of it, Dubai seems like an incredible place. And from what I understand, it's the most progressive in the East. Right. Um, and it really, it really like, it, it, it got to me. Because I'm like, wait a minute, am I doing something wrong? Like, am I bad? Am I like, what am I doing? I'm, I thought I was here to work and like, I work in golf and like, am I, am I representing Dubai right now? Am I, am I coming out and saying visit Dubai? And would I do that if someone asked me to? Honestly, maybe like Westerners are hanging out all over Dubai, just like holding hands, kissing, doing all these things that are apparently punishable by death or imprisonment. So what I did was I started asking questions and, um, I ran into, um, you know, in Dubai, started talking to Iona Steven. We did a great podcast. You can listen to that. That was a great one. Um, talked to Bella Angel and, uh, a couple other, um, golfers who were going to Saudi Arabia. And so we're all hanging out in Dubai. We're at the Burj Khalifa getting the latte. And I'm like, so you guys are going to Saudi Arabia next week? And they're like, yeah. And I was like, yeah, I'm supposed to go. And they're like, yeah, we're gonna have a great time. And I was like, I don't think I'm going. And they were like, um, why? And I was like, you know, like, like when I got into making videos about golf, I did it just because I wanted to. And then the PGA tour came to me and they said, do you want to host a video series? And I was like, no, but are you paying? And they were like, yeah. And so then I took the job. <laughs> and you thought they, that you thought they wanted you to produce it. They did. Well, in the beginning, I yeah. thought they just wanted me to shoot someone else. Yeah. yeah it's a good call out. Yeah, I forgot that part. Yeah, and then they were like, no, you host it. And I was like, I'm insulted. But also, <laughs> what are we talking here? <laughs> and uh, I mean, it wasn't a lot of money, like, you know, but it was it was enough for me to begin my career in what I would ultimately find myself being, which is a mouthpiece for something. Uh, you're listening. I don't know why you listen, but you're here still, I hope. If you're not here, just shout out. Respect. Yeah, sorry about, you know, you're being held down right now. <laughs> Megaphone to your ears. But like it, it became clear to me that my job had changed really in Dubai. And it wasn't so much about just Eric exploring the world. And it was more about, okay, we're, we're representing what was going to become values. At that time, we didn't have company values. We didn't have being impeccable with our word, taking nothing personally, not, never making assumptions and always doing our best. And so I, without, you know, I had already read this book. And so I'm in Dubai and we started employing the four agreements into this experience, which was, to be honest with you, it was really challenging. And, and, um, it, it was really hard to even understand like the side of it. Right. And there was many sides to it and it's not even worth going into all of them, but, but briefly there's the side of a curious person. That's the most, that's the biggest side of it all. A curious person, right? Like, the next side is is a is a person publicly who stands for something. Okay, well, those are potentially not working in concert in this situation. <laughs> Drew Binsky, you know Drew, right? I love Drew Binsky. So he's he's a great uh, travel filmmaker. He's a great YouTuber, Instagrammer, and um, you know I've talked to him a lot about it. I think we'd brought up on our pod. Maybe it was just in person, but I actually saw Drew in in Dubai. We ran into each other. And so we had dinner and we actually ate at a Saudi Arabian restaurant. I remember that. I forgot about that. Yeah. The food was fucking amazing. Oh, it's incredible. It was so good. They were so nice. And Drew was kind of like, look, man, like my shit ain't about politics. It's about culture. You know what I mean? Like, and so he's, he finally, Saudi Arabia was one of the last countries that he visited in his effort 
to visit every country on earth, which he has since done. <laughs> yeah. And he's like very young. I think he's like in his mid twenties and he's like one of the youngest people to visit every country in the world. Incredible man. And he's a big golfer. He loves golf. Um, he's going to start a golf channel. So check out Drew Binsky golf. It'll be cool. Um, but like I saw Drew and, and he was just like, man, you know, like I, my goal is to go to every country. So like, if you have a problem with that, like just go search elsewhere, you know, that's not my goal, right? My goal, my goal is, but it's also not to go to countries that are like, there's not that many countries that are in the category of Saudi Arabia. First of all, let's face it. Like there's two, it's like, right. It's like Saudi and North Korea. Maybe, um, is Oman terrible also? Some terrible things are happening in Yemen. Yeah. 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 Um, I've been to Russia, right? Like, does it, like, is it bad if you go visit Russia? Yeah, I guess the question is if the Kremlin gave you $10,000 to shoot a tourist ad, you know, maybe that's different, but certainly yeah. going to Russia. Yeah, I played golf in Russia, actually. It was fucking weird. What time, first, what time of year? Uh, I was there in early spring. Yeah, it was it was good. It, it, the Russian um, golf didn't start in Russia until like 1990. That was like the first golf course. It was like after it became uh, the, removed from the USSR. Anyway, interesting. I mean, great adventures in golf episode. I have a 10-year visa there, so it's still valid. Anyway, um, <laughs> back to the issue. Yeah, what, what we're shooting on Monday, <laughs> that big thing that's coming. Yeah, yeah, we're going to be... Oh, well, you'll see it on YouTube. Yeah. We're going to break 90 of the Dell Mash play. Fuck yeah. I believe it. I think it's possible. I think you're going to do it. 88 would be good. 88 would be a wonderful double number. Just a 44-44? I'd take a 45-43. Yeah. 45, 43 would be good. Keeping it close, you know? What about a 50, 38? We can do math all day. <laughs> 50, 38. I guess yeah. you only played half the back nine. What if it's a 54, 32? Think about that. Wow. That's 54, 32. They, That's they had us in the first half. 22 shots. 22 strokes difference. I wonder what the most polar front and back nine is on tour. Oh, we can find that. Yeah. Be right back. Another day. Another <laughs> day. So while I buy JoJo some time, uh, should we do a mid-roll real quick? Yeah, let's just, we're early, but you know what? We can come back from a break. I mean, I have some questions for you about Phil, so stick around. Yeah. Yeah, we'll we're going right to go back. over Phil, and we're going to finish this fucking Saudi Arabia story if I stop getting distracted. All right, folks, I'm coming at you from the mid-roll. That means we got an ad in the middle of the pod, folks. It's Decade Golf, okay? Here's the thing with Decade Golf. Uh, if you watch a lot of golf, you've probably heard Jim Nance talk about something called the Decade Golf Course Management System. That's driving a youth movement on tour because tons of pros like Zalatoris, Bryson, and the ageless wonder Stuart Sink. Well, let's face it, Stuart Sink, he got caught with his hat off. Remember that? You never seen the picture of Stuart Sink with his hat off? No, does Google he not? It. Okay. Google it right oh, now. No. Google Jamie! Jamie! Pull that shit up, Jojo. Did Stuart Sink with his hat off is the funniest thing I've ever seen. His head looks like a golf ball. If you're listening to this and you haven't seen Stuart Sink with his hat off, can you see that? That's the that's the br <laughs> It looks like they cut off the top of his head. You need to Google Stuart Sink with his hat off. Oh my god. Anyway, you want to mess with those guys, you're going to mess with decades course management skills and Scott Fawcett's got the Details to help you always hit the smartest shot. Scott's Decade System combines new strokes gained stats with launch monitor shot pattern data. Literally years of data from the best pros about what works and what doesn't. So you got to get Decade. And the result is the tried and true playbook. So anyway, Decade's used by these big names, big bald names. And any player can help a shot to improve their course strategy. Junior golf is college golf is scratch golf is weak and warriors five handicaps 15 handicaps you get the idea oh actually the cool thing actually is on the channel joe hooks from breaking sawgrass uh went up to see scott fawcett from decade golf i was gonna go and then i was like you know what let's send someone who's actually really good at golf and can do course management because for me course management just looks like i don't want to look for that ball um so joe went up there and had a great time with scott and they dug deep deep into the decade game to sign up head over to decade golf that's decade.golf.com oh that's a very good clarification i'm glad we wrote that check out decade scott will get your game right your game will thank you scott 
Thank you for supporting the podcast. And thank you, listeners, for supporting Scott, who supports the podcast. And in turn, we're able to keep the lights on up in this bitch. Okay, so um, we're we're going to finish up the Saudi story. So, so basically, in talking with all these people that are going to Saudi Arabia, I realized that it would be okay. We, we came up with the understanding that in our heart, in my heart, I would be okay with going if I could tell the story I wanted to tell. But to, and the term is sports washing. If I'm, if I'm going to use the sport that I love to tell a story that's not entirely true, right? Um, that's not, that's not, that's sort of like, I'm not, uh, I'm not compelled to be honest. That's not really what I'm interested in going for. Did I regret not going to Saudi Arabia as a, as an as individual Eric? Yeah, I did. I wanted to go. I had everything all set. It's very hard to get a visa to go to Saudi Arabia in general. So I was disappointed. I got the country count. You know, I care. I want to get those numbers up. I want to see the world. But I can't do it under the guise of being a filmmaker with Random Golf Club and a host and, and, a, and a representative to the community that really believes in. I mean, human rights is a basic fucking thing to believe in. But ultimately, it was about believing in like love and like compassion and like community. And um, so for those reasons... I called and I said, I'm not going. And, um, you know, it was, you know, we just, we just canceled the flights and just left on a different flight. And, you know, I felt really good about that decision. And that, and that was, you know, you, you can tell sometimes the heart and the head are saying different things. There's like a disconnect between the two. Um, and when there's a disconnect, you know, that one of them is false, right? So if your head is saying this is right, but your heart is saying it isn't, then one of them is wrong. Um, in the end. Obviously, some situations are nuanced and it's a little bit not so easy to do that. But but the more for me, especially when faced with difficult decisions in business, in my personal life um, and, and, and as a and as a face of a of a of a company, the, the 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 distinction between head and heart is important to really get get clear on. And and I do a lot of that thinking, thinking and feeling and just sort of trying to create space to look at that stuff. And, and ultimately the Saudi Arabia decision did that. And I would, I would wager, um, on some level when you become a Phil Mickelson in the world and you're at the top of your game and you know, no one's going to say no to you ever. And, um, you know, rumored to have a large gambling problem, money, addiction, whatever you, you essentially put yourself in a category where, um, heart and head are probably disconnected, right? Just, just by the nature of being a celebrity, I'm sure. So when you like, read or hear or see his comments for me i was kind of like you know that's that's a mouthful my guy you know what i mean like like you're saying two things at the same time and that's the only problem with it right and i guess i guess all i really would like to see is well just put your money where your mouth is then you know what i mean like if you don't care then just go and if you do care then don't go you know, I mean, when I was in Dubai and I was starting to become clear on the situation, I talked with a lot of pros that you know. I'm not going to say their name because I'm not going to pull an Alan Shipnuck here. But, um, you know, the whole this whole situation spawned from Alan Shipnuck. Honestly, great journalist. I, I think he's a great guy. Um, he said a lot of things that, you know, I don't think maybe should have been said, right? I mean, these were, these were off-the-record statements primarily. That's, I mean, nothing would point to the fact that they'd be off the record. Mm. Alan was writing this book on Phil and was doing all this background research for the book. And throughout the background research, Phil would talk to him on the phone. One of the phone conversations is what is the quote that's been going around so much? That was this article. Yeah. The the specific quote was, uh, they're scary motherfuckers to get involved with. We know they killed Khashoggi and have a horrible record of human rights. They execute people over there for being gay. Knowing all of this, why would I even consider it? Because this is a once in a lifetime opportunity. Yeah, I don't know. Like I hear that and I'm like I feel like that's like not that crazy. Is that the crazy thing to say? I think it's a pretty crazy thing. It's a crazy thing to say in one sentence. <laughs> like to, to to for your brain to work. It's if anything, all what I'll say, and I'm curious about your opinion on this, is it's very clear that he had only one thing on his mind. Yeah. 
and and I guess what I guess what happened to me when I was in Dubai is that I'm listening. Yeah, right? that's that's my primary job as a podcast host in this world right now. Is is like I really feel like I've developed the skill of listening just by putting a mic in front of me and someone else. Um, I actually get really annoyed when I listen to other pods and I hear the host interrupt them. It like really bothers me, and this, therefore I can't listen to any podcast. Um, but uh, yeah, th that experience I had, I, I I guess when I say that's not that crazy is like, I guess when I when I hear him say once in a lifetime opportunity, it's unclear what he means by that. Like, there's a lot of other ways to shake up golf, and I guess what Phil's and in Phil's world, right? He's he's observed that it's it's strange that the PGA Tour is so far back on the timeline, right? In in a lot of things, right? Like, I mean, we got the Netflix show coming. That'll be great. And and I don't know if you know, you know, you, I'm sure, Jojo, you know the background of the um, Drive to Survive, right? Like, so Formula One was bought by an American dude and he was like, okay, like stop the cell phone ban. Like for a long time, drivers weren't allowed to take pictures in the paddock and he just opened it up completely and basically brought it into the future and, uh, or into the present really. And, and then, you know, brought in Netflix to make the show, which is, you know, a reality show, but it's really good. I fucking love it. It's going to be back on in two weeks. Like, let's. Yes, sir. Simulator. We're going to watch it here. Mm -hmm. We need a good speaker out there. Yeah, there's one in the other room. Oh, great. Cool. I brought in monitors. Hey, you know what? There's a TV at the Bistro. Did you know that? Yeah. Let's just bring that in here. But do you want to tell them what we're. So we normally record the podcast in Eric's closet. It's a well-known <laughs> secret. We kept a piece of it here for you yeah, just so you could remember. I like it. That's for sound dampening though. Yeah, that's why we were in the closet. It all it all ties together. Yeah, it's just a piece of our heritage. We're in a new studio. Last night I was at dinner and I was said I said the phrase, you know, so and so it's got a really historic history. Does that make sense? I mean, yes, if you think about it, because something is historic, it is different than something as a history, right? Yeah. I'm I'm here to defend you, man. I appreciate if it. If anyone that. comes for you, you're in my camp. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm I'm running. You'll new, you... new shark. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah, so I guess you know, for me in in Dubai, the experience was about listening, listening to the people that were going to Saudi Arabia, who primarily they're motivated by money. You know, they're paying these girls hundreds of thousands of dollars to go like play in the pro am and hang out, and it's all under the whether it's a guys or not getting women into golf, which was the Saudi program, and they have a women's tournament there and everything. And I talked to guys from the European Tour, I talked to professional golfers, I talked to literally major winners, and I was like, hey, like what what's up like you're going you're going to saudi arabia next week and i'm kind of feeling like maybe that's a bad call and these guys are pro golfers they didn't they didn't grow up saying i want to be famous right they grew up saying i want to play golf and i want to be fucking the best at it and that i think is probably the biggest key factor to consider in this whole thing first of all are they media trained sure are they going to go host a podcast probably they shouldn't Right? Like they're really good at golf. Let them just be really good at golf. But then there are idols. And there if Justin Thomas is gonna say something on the mic, right? Well then then Phil can't go to Saudi Arabia. And you gotta remember this all comes on the back of a sport looking for a new face. I mean, yeah. Twenty years of the big dog and where everything even now, I mean, Tiger dominates the news cycle without playing. And you have this player impact program, which is designed to to hopefully get guys to exist in the space where NBA players and NFL players and even NHL players and MLP players are so vocal and apparent. And then guess who ends up winning, like winning, or guess who ends up getting the largest chunk of the PIP fund? Phil. It was Phil, right? Yeah. I mean, he really he really worked on that. Yeah. And and the funny thing is he's really entertaining. You know what I mean? Like he's funny, he's witty, he's off the cuff. You know, maybe, maybe too, maybe too much off the cuff. Um, but yeah, it's definitely like you stop checking the heart and the head, you stop listening, and you know, like on some level, yeah, it 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 does come down to greed, though. Yeah, it does. When you see that many numbers in front of a word that has a B on it, you're just like, what? These guys own their own A380s. What does that mean? Is that a jet? Come on. It's the double-decker, dude. It's like a $200 million aircraft. Wow. And they just, it's like a, it's like their private jet. And then on the bottom, they put all the gold-plated Lambos in it. And they just go drive around Big Sur and shit. 
it's kind of honestly like I don't think that's heaven, but it sounds kind of tight. No, it sounds dope. I mean, they can probably I don't know if they could fit my 2004 Super Forester down there. It's got a it's high got, clearance. It's got a hatchback. <laughs> <laughs> the funny thing is though, it'd be it'd be great if they did and you're like, you put that scratch there. <laughs> oh man. Yeah, I mean ultimately the the situation here I think ends up resting on again the the feeling of just like what does integrity mean what's the definition of integrity judge can you can you look that up because I, I think that's kind of what it comes down to the quality of being honest and having strong moral principles Morality. the state of being whole and undivided mm. oh undivided that's that's exactly it He's like, they're scary motherfuckers, but also, let's get it. Let's get this. That's hella divided. That's hella divided. I mean, even us as a, as a company, like we we feature ourselves as a media company, right? That's how we figure it out, right? We we make media. So you're not going to hear a mid-roll ad. Like, what what would be a mid-roll ad we wouldn't do? JoJo. It's been, it's, he's, he's kind of making a joke because it's a question that's being posed to us. We have wonderful ad partners and they text us every like day or so a new brand to potentially work with. And it's so nice of them to ask, but you know, I basically write approved. Yeah. Unless, I don't know, what what would, it, I mean. Integrity. It's just if it's a moral, yeah, it's a moral division. Something that goes against the mission. What would it possibly be? I feel you, like anything I say, you know what I mean? You were going to say something. I was yeah. going to say something, I you know, know what I mean? Say. Um, it would probably, it would probably enter into politics or religion. Right. Because that's not really I mean, my interest is not really in commenting on those things. And and I guess what it really comes down to is when you look at integrity being what was the last thing divided? Was it being whole? whole and undivided? Right. So that's interesting. Right. So if we talk about being divided, the last thing we want to do as a media company is divide. Right. Our whole mission is about not dividing. And I don't know what the term for not dividing is. But when we look at the prosecutor and the district attorney, they showed up feeling divided through what we did. They felt whole. So th that's kind of, I think this whole situation here is about this. When you look at Rory's comments, you're kind of like, yeah, like you are, you have consensus in your heart and your mind about this experience. You know, I had misgivings about where the money was coming from. That's it. Months ago. Yeah. That was early. Yeah. Yeah. But at the same time, I know what you like, folks. You like the drama. We all do. Right? I mean, we all like the drama. We, you know, and and I don't mean you, Jojo, and I don't mean you listening. I mean we. Right? Like we click on the headline. And I'm not saying Phil's trying to make a headline. I mean, if he's that smart, like, wow, get your PIP. Like get your fifty million or what what does he get? He got like eleven million? Yeah, the the pool was forty million 40 and it just year. got bumped again. Yeah. Partially because of all this. Right. Oh, you think so? You think it was related? Yeah. I mean, the all the prize purses got bumped this year, and they poured all that money into the ET. This absolutely has something to do with these rival leagues. Two in the last two years from Saudi-backed um, public initiative funds. Yeah. Doesn't mean it's a good thing. You know, it's interesting because, like, it's 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 not about Saudi Arabia. Obviously, we're clear on that. Yeah. No one's, no one, no, but if you're listening to this podcast and you've been to Saudi Arabia, fucking DM me and make sure that the last line says, or the first line of your last message says Saudi Arabia or something more than that. Cause I want to read it. Cause if you've been to Saudi Arabia, like I want to talk about it. But if no one's been, like, let's stop talking about it. Unless you like have a global studies degree in something, but it's not about Saudi Arabia. It's not even really about Phil, which is the interesting thing. It's, it's actually about us and how we look at the blue tick, how we look at politics and how we look at what we need in the world, which I believe we create. I believe at Random Golf Club, we create whole content that brings people together. I think there's not enough of that. This is not aimed at being a Random Golf Club promotional podcast, but I think that's where I'm going with it is because the truth is, like, would I have mistakenly... If I wasn't listening, right, would I have gone to Saudi Arabia? Yeah. If I wasn't reading my DMs or comments or if I didn't post anything, I would have just gone, right? Because I'm just an individual guy. But when we look at how our actions 
can affect the group around us, whether small or large. Like I was trying, when you were talking a moment ago, I was trying to imagine if Phil was my dad and I saw my dad say that I would feel a lot differently about it than now just being Phil. Like, do I care that Phil said that? Like, you're talking to a guy that's to some extent become a little disillusioned with professional golf, right? That was giving me my big question for the pod is what, like, what do you want out of pro, pro golf? You know, at the heart of this, here's a pro golfer talking about pro golf leagues. I mean, what do we even want from the sport? The problem with pro golf is that for the most part, maybe 95% of it, it's all colored through a lens of just corporate cameras. Yeah. You know, is the is the tour nonprofit? You're talking to me about this. Yeah, so we were talking about the tour. It's a, it's not a nonprofit. It's a, it's like a business league. Five hundred one. Would you say C ten, C six, C six or something? Five. It's it's. I mean, wait, I mean, I don't even know where this goes, but you know the the from what I understand about the tour, it's basically a business league that's aimed at uh, benefiting its players, and so you're incentivized to stay in it because there's an incredible retirement plan. They take care of you. Um, you know, they book your flights for you and shit. Like they make it easy for you to play on the tour. Um, yeah, but it ultimately, it ultimately comes down to, we just kind of fall into this trap of, 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 um, yeah, I don't know. It's it seems to be a trap of uh it's so easy to divide. And does that make any sense? Like on our side, it's what it's what we do. Everybody. Yeah. I think I think like unless the consumers. We're, yeah, we're we're on like a we're we're like entering into like an interesting time because if you look at like okay, well like um we're only like I don't know how long is a generation? 50 years? Yeah, it's the around the number. Yeah. So we're like two and a half generations into a free country. Sorry, um, not two and a half, uh, six generations, right? Yeah, two like and a half. Since the Civil War? Five generations, yeah. Um, wait, no, 1776, was that the Civil War? Oh, you, is that what you're doing? Okay. I'm I talking thought, about the American okay. yeah. like settlement, you know, the 13 yeah, so, colonies. So 300 years, 240 years. Yeah, so, five yeah, generations. Five generations. Like, that's not that long as thinking beings, Right. With language, whether it be, you know, written or spoken, you know, it's like and and the intelligence rise is so high. When you think about now you can learn anything, you can you can find anything, you can meet anyone. The news is instantly available all over the world. We're hearing about people we've never met constantly, you know, deep into Game of Thrones second viewing. And, you know, I was I always try to like think about like was these cats are like in a village. And their celebrity is like the queen. And like, sure, King's Landing's got a million people or who knows, 500,000. But like, that's there's no newspaper from what I can tell. I haven't seen one in the show. They have no way of printing. But like... Yeah, and like the ravens, what? It'd yeah. have to, you'd have to make it small. You yeah. know, tie it to a leg. In season eight, those ravens go fast. Oh, yeah. I'm like, how do they get the raven to Daenerys like, well, while well, they're on the Well, island? they're using a new body chassis. They, they, <laughs> they released the cars this yeah. month. The new raven just got that turbo sauce. Um, but yeah, it's like, it's like we, we, you know... I don't know. It, it's a problem with social media, really, is where I think it comes down to. I think that... It's a problem with social media, not so much in the comment section that I was saying before. It's more in the way we create gods, right? And like, it's so funny because even Rory was like, he's gonna, he's at home right now and he's gonna regret this and he's gonna change his tune. Okay, what's wrong with that? Like, that's an interesting thing. Like, yeah, of course he is. Like, yeah, he's embarrassed. He made a mistake and, and millions, tens of millions of people know about it. And he's gonna lose like not we can call him a sponsor but let's face it like for a guy like phil kpmg i like to find him you know that's those are friends of his yeah. like i guarantee you he's friends with the ceo they play golf together and and just because they're both really 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 rich doesn't mean that their friendship isn't valid and that the things that they talk about aren't meaningful to them and and so for him to lose them was probably really painful and I'm not saying that he shouldn't have lost them or whatever. I don't even like at this point now with cancel culture, I'm just like, fucking what is going on here? You know what I mean? Like, 
I think it's like, what? Wh- why do we expect everything to come out of everyone's mouth to be correct? I think that's really where I go with it. Is it's like, but I guess Jon Snow always said it right. You know, he's like, I, I he's like, I, I'm not gonna lie to you. I can't do that. And it's a tough one. At the same, but he's also a fictional character, right? Yeah, yeah well, he's very so. he's impeccable with his word. <laughs> we'll give him that. And the night is long and full of terrors. But at the, at the same time, where I agree with you so much because I think you said something so right. Where if these first these people should just be able to change their minds, and we should reward them for being able to change their minds. But the second thing is where when I it's hard to care or it's hard to be mad about Phil losing his sponsors because it's it's hard to justify that this person should have had value to this number of people in that particular way in the first place. Right. So it's, you're stuck in this terrible catch 22 where, yeah, like he said something and he said something, he, he, I don't know. He shouldn't have, whatever he said something and he lost some sponsors. I'm not that into him being paid $40 million for the sponsor in the first place, (laughs) but that doesn't mean I'm going to celebrate, you know, him losing his friendships like, you know this because you are so close to this day with people at TaylorMade, right? Oh, yeah. Like, you know people personally. You have friendships. Just just because you had a business relationship with them and continue to have professional relationships with people in the industry mean that you don't get to have personal relationships? Yeah. They don't get to talk no, to you? not at all. I mean, and even like, um, you know, we've had people within the random golf club team leave for whatever reason and we're still friends. Like, I mean, that it, it is so interesting. And, and, and that's where I go with the problem is it's just like, Jesus Christ. It's a, he said, it's a, he said, she said, it's not your fucking business. And like, we're not perfect. And that sounds, I, I don't know if it sounds like I'm justifying anything, but I think ultimately if we go back to why I hate golf, right. The, the golf culture, I would say, more than a lot of other cultures is one of greed and arrogance. And I mean, that's what we're here to change. When we say our mission is to change the way golf is seen and played, it's because we want to roll out with fucking 60 people in t-shirts and just like talk about our lives. And that's funny because it doesn't actually go counter to the true experience of golf. It goes counter to the stereotype of the golf. And I think the stereotype of golf is probably more um, propelled through social media than in any other way. And it's changing, I'll be honest. Like, it obviously is. There's a lot of great things happening within the game. But you're going back to your earlier question about, like, what, what was your question? What do I want to see in the pro game? Yeah, what are you looking for in pro golf? Well, I don't know. I mean, I watched the Bryson and Brooks match, and Oof. I was just like, I, I want to see less ads, number one. I don't know, man. Like... I'd love to see a new tour pop up, not in Saudi Arabia, not the fucking corn fairy tour. I, I don't know. Like I don't have a great business mind for it. I don't know if any of these ideas would work, but I, I would, I would like to see like pro golf. I think it should be fewer players, fewer days, more interesting places. Like, I think they should travel more like just, just copy the formula one model. Make it fewer play. That sounds like the Saudi golf league, I think. Is that what they're going to do? Are they only going to play in Saudi? Where are they going to play? No, all over the world. Uh, specifically in Europe and the United States. <laughs> Cut to like five years from now, like the PGA Tour doesn't exist and it's just the Saudi golf league and they're the ones who are sponsoring this podcast and I'm like, they're the only golf brand around. Please don't speak negatively of them. <laughs> yeah, Eric has one of those uh, tinfoil hats on. He's... <laughs> We're under, we random golf club went underground. Yeah. Yeah. We only release pods from an unknown IP address. Yeah. I don't think the sports washing though. I don't think, because I don't want anyone listening to us to think that we're taking any of that lightly because it is, it is a very serious thing. hundred percent. I mean, you know, the, uh, do you like, you know, obviously, but if you don't know the origination of the term from the 1936, I Olympic saw you games, did the research on it. I saw it. I don't, I don't, can you give me some context on the story? Well, sports washing is generally referred to, and and you've got to be really careful talking about it because anytime you say this word, people are like, don't call me that. It's a false equivalency, and that's fair to say. But in 1936 in Germany, uh, Hitler petitioned for the games, 
and we got those famous Summer Olympics with Jesse Owens, and the idea was he wanted to prove the Aryan might and the might of the of, of that particular world that he was building um, through athletics and through prowess. Okay. And since then, you'll see these, yeah. And since then, you'll see these examples throughout history of um, sovereign nations getting involved with pro sports in order to to make a point about their culture or to make a, to make things seem more inviting. Most recently, the Saudi uh, Public Initiative Fund bought Newcastle United in the Premier League. This week, we're seeing it have ramifications in Russia with the F1 team. I don't know if you've been following, but wow, there's some shit happening. They're not going to Sochi. Not going to Sochi, yeah. And uh, some of the cars, you know. There's a specific car that, that is going to lose its branding. Uh, which car? Uh, let me look it up because I want to make sure I'm not wrong. Yeah, I got to tell you guys, if you find yourself in a room with JoJo and two mics, you're a lucky individual. I, I really like talking to you about this stuff. You're so smart. You know, he does all the research. You know, you graduated. What did you? What was the thing you graduated with at UT? Uh, it was it was called Plan Two. It was made up. The, no, the, no, it's it was really called Plan Two. That was the name of the degree. That always means you're top of the class. Oh yeah, right? and I, I I was I was in a high percentile, but I wasn't the best student at, I was at UT. In a high percentile. But I'm swear they're gonna listen and they're gonna come take my diploma away. <laughs> yeah, no, he checks his references. Yeah, it, it's it's you know you 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 know Jojo, you kind of legitimized me in a way. This is good because I'm just a hack. Over audio here. journalism, baby. Yeah, you're. I'm podcasting. You're just audio journalism. Yeah, Haas. It was Haas. Yeah. Oh I right. It was Haas, yeah. So Haas launched the car earlier, this name with the Ural Kali name, this Russian oligarch, and all that branding is going to leave. That's tough. Yeah. I mean, um, so the idea of sports washing is essentially that you um, bring a sport there to uh, wash away your sins. Yeah. yeah. We're not rooting for I don't know. I'm not rooting for that kind of a Saudi tour in five years. That, and, no, we, and, we, and, we, and we joke about it, but we're not rooting for that. Yeah, well, I mean, it, it, the the only reason why it would happen is because, you know, in this day and age, more and more of us are motivated by money. Yeah. Right? And and that's a bit of a thing that just I can speak to personally when we look at how we do business at Random Golf Club and, and, and how we treat all of the aspects of the business that have brains and hearts, right? There's the people here every day that that seek to create content that they're satisfied with. That, that gives them a feeling of satisfaction. Then there's the uh, partners that make that possible. Taylor made at one point, um, Precision Pro, Vice, Jones, um, you know, so many great groups of people that make a product that we stand by. And they're people. They're not just products. Oh, yeah. I mean, this week, what? You spent, did you spend like 12 hours with a partner in the last day or so? Precision Pro, yeah. yeah. They came down yesterday. We, they, we, Exactly. It was 12 hours. Yeah. We spent a nice long day together and talked all about like, and we, we talked a lot about what I was really seeking to tell you about right now, which is there's those two first facets, the team members and the partners, but then there's you, right? Listening. You're, you are what we consider a member. And I think to be completely vulnerable, right? We've sort of lost our way over the past year or two. And we started to view our listeners and viewers more as customers and so i don't know when but i woke up one day or probably more like i went to bed one night and i realized like no 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 if we could just change the word customer to member we might be able to do this thing better because when we look at you as a customer then we actually just you turn into a number but when we treat you as a member all of a sudden it goes from getting to giving. And I'm not saying we're going to turn it a nonprofit. We're just going to start giving away money, but it's sort of how we model just the actual business of it all, which to be honest, is quite fascinating. And I've really been kind of switched on for the past month for some reason on how to um, really Im Im implement that in everything we do. Um, and I think one of the factors that created the, um, off the rails experience was sudden growth, right? Like rapid, ra very rapid growth. I mean, we, all of a sudden we were just like going everywhere and doing everything and, and, and it was always on. And um, that's addictive, straight up, right? Success and money 
um, you know, it's, it's a very, it's a very feeling, it's, it's a feeling, right? And um, I've heard it said that money and fame uh, only really make you more of who you already are. And um, it probably, it probably even extends to makes you more of who you are around, right? So the company you keep in that sense really does sort of um, kind of like when, you know, you start talking like someone that you're spending time with. Um, you start using their phrases, right? You start thinking like them. You start, you can almost like you're in sync, you know? And um, on some level, I think I had gotten away from the original message and mission of Random Golf Club, which was, hey, you got to be on the first tee. Like, be the first one to put that hand out because you have no idea what's going to happen in this next four hours, just like in the next four years or 40 years. So, or generations as we spoke out at the beginning but um the concept of positioning what we do as an offering to its members that support our business through other members that we would classify as partners via the things that other members who we classify as team members make like it just all of a sudden becomes a world where the goal isn't revenue right the goal is like uh like an emotional return and obviously any business person listening to this might be like yawn and a half, <laughs> but I actually would like to talk to you in that case. Right. Because I don't really agree. Like, I mean, rapid growth is really just a disguise for greed. And, um, so our mission here at random golf club is to grow as slowly as possible and to really inspect what we're saying and when we're saying it. So, you can only do that by listening. And so all that is to say, as we back up and go to like the, the whole like presentation that Saudi golf league would be a thing in five years. It's just a, it's just, it's literally just creed. That's all it is. It's that, it's that I don't, I, I, I have values, but they're not more important than the value of a dollar. Wow. Oh, I, I mean, we can't cry in here cause it's so fucking hot in the <laughs> studio. <laughs> uh, here's, and to his point, like what you're saying, if you're listening, I mean that that first handshake. What what we're doing right now is if you're if you're just a, a a member or if you're someone who has a small business or if you're doing anything, email us because we're checking our emails and we want to meet you. I mean that's where I'm at right now is as I go through as many emails as I can and I I try to reply to them. I try to figure things out because, as Eric just put it, you know if we if we got away from that. We're at the state where we want to grow roots, not leaves. Boom. Hello at randomgolfclub.com. I think I get that email. Yeah, you get that email. I love Coast that email. Yeah. Such a it, great email. It's, there's so many little tidbits. And, the, and you know, the, the more that we look at as a, as, a, as a media company, how do you listen? That's hard. I love that you went through the DMs today because there were a lot. Uh, we were looking for someone to help with uh, caddying at ACC on Monday. And... um well, today, I guess. We recorded the podcast before it came out, FYI. I cannot fucking believe you told them. <laughs> we, we recorded this between, on the turn of Eric breaking 90. Yeah, it's live. <laughs> um, yeah, I think. And, you know, it's funny because that's always been my goal is to not edit the podcast. This one's not being edited. This is good to go. Yeah, because I really like, even with uh, Carl, did you did you edit both intros in? Did you leave them both in? I left them both in. Yeah. See, I like that because it's like, there's nothing raw anymore. There's just nothing real anymore. And and if you don't edit it, I can change my mind and you can see that. Because the whole point of talking at the end of the day is to change your mind. Right? I mean, isn't that really kind of it? Like, hey, how can I change my mind? That's kind of what Random Golf Club is about. Like, how can I change your mind about golf? Whoa. I want to see that. I want to see that uh, name, name tag. Hi, I'm blank. How can I change your mind about golf? Yeah. This has been a fun pod. Thanks, Jojo. This was Jojo's idea, by the way. Someone just got a hole in one. Hole in one, maybe? Someone just got a hole We're in one. a soundproof room. The only room sound that can get through it is hole in ones. <laughs> the sound of an ace. Um, yeah, we've got some the simulator. Come by. Random Golf Club HQ. Uh, yeah, just show up and say I sent you, and then everyone will be like, yeah, cool. He's in a meeting, but uh, you know, we'll figure it out. Just hit on the sim. Bring your clubs. There's a sim. Two hole in one so far. Maybe three just fucking now. You'll know we know. Uh, come through, play all. I love it. All right, Jojo, thank you. 
stay tuned for next week. It's going to be awesome. Every week is. That's not true. <laughs> That's not true at all. Um, I I was going to end with the old see you in the showers, but it's weird that we're looking at each other. And I don't, I don't want to, I don't want HR to call me and be like, you said you'd see Jojo in the showers. Yeah. And, and then he, he wasn't there. <laughs> so we're actually going to have to fire him for not being impeccable with his word. All right. Thanks for listening, everybody. And, uh, I'll see you in the showers. <laughs> not you, you. <laughs> <laughs>